0: Could we expect the Spurs to load manage the heck out of Wimbanana? You are locked on Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, this is Jason David Frank, the Green Ranger, and you are listening
1: to a Locked On Spurs with Jeff Garcia. It's Morphin' Time.
0: Welcome back to Lockdown Spurs right here on the Lockdown NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia Spurs, writer for Ken's 5 San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Happy Monday, everybody. Hope everybody's having a great start to the work week. We'll get you going right here on Lockdown Spurs. Hey, hey, guess what? Shocker, another episode about Wimby. Yep, we're going to be discussing uh, his imminent arrival. He's not officially a Spur yet, but look, we all know he will be. But when he gets here, should Spurs fans, should we all expect him to be low managed like crazy, considering his age, his frame, and yes, a bit of a history of injuries. And also, with the team starting to look at how they're going to construct, ro- construct a roster around him, is it time to part ways with Trey Jones? He is a restricted free agent, or keep him on board, but just move him around a bit, right here on Locked on Spurs. Hey, thanks for making Locked on Spurs your first listen each and every day. We are Free and available. River Get Podcast. Who is helping me out today? He's back, everybody. Casey Vieira, my colleague at Kent's Five, San Antonio, and I am assuming, uh, Casey, you're still smiling. Spurs won the draft lottery, and Wimby is incoming. How could you not? Right? I know, man. I know. How can you not? How
1: could How could you not? It's one of those things where you know you're you're it's it's been almost kind of a myth, a myth and a hypothetical for. Yeah, online. two years now, and mm-hmm. now it's, it's,
0: it's actually here. happening. Yeah, it's here now. Look, the draft uh, is still. <laughs> yeah, the draft is still weeks away, but look, at, you know all signs, it's it's obvious they're gonna pick him. So don't worry about that. But right, you know, don't let you Ryan
1: Wright fool you. Did you see yeah. that clip?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I I, I spoke to uh, Wright uh, after the. uh mean, you know, the Spurs won the lottery. Talk about the fan base celebrating San Antonio. And he just kept dancing around Wimby's name. He wouldn't say the name. I tried to trip him up a bit, but he didn't confess. But apparently there there's like, rules. Uh, I didn't, I didn't even concerned. know that. Is there a rule for that? Thank you. That's what I thought. Because when the Spurs won Robinson lottery, the general manager then was all like, yeah, we're going to still wait for him. What's the big deal? Yeah, we'll wait for Duncan got picked. Uh, I think uh, Peter Jay's dad said, yeah, you know, openly say we're getting Duncan, but apparently this unless there's an internal memo we didn't get with the NBA, apparently Spurs or NBA teams cannot say who they're going to pick. It makes no sense. I mean, it's
1: Spurs being Spurs probably. But when when Peter when uh when Peter J Hall is sitting up there <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and screaming his head off at the end after they won, that's a pretty dead giveaway that the pick is not going to be Brandon Miller.
0: Oh, oh it's not gonna be Scoot? What what yeah, according to right? him he, he's gonna go number one apparently. Did he say that? Yeah. Nah, he's he's What is he gonna say? No, I'm worth I'm worthy of number two. So yeah. But nevertheless, we're here to talk about Wimby and the Spurs. And uh, before we do that, make sure to follow Casey on Twitter at Casey uh, underscore Vieira. Make sure you do that right now because we'll have all things covered. Wemby at Ken's five TV side. That's Casey. And on the digital side, that's me. Let's dive into this. And one thing that Spurs fans, you, me, everybody's talking about is how he's going to physically transition into the NBA. There's the video of him getting dunked on by a big dude in France. There's obviously his sleight of frame. There's the fact that he's just a kid, 19 years old, not really filled out his body yet, which begs the question with the Spurs loving to load manage, Casey, should we brace for a taste of Wimby this upcoming season or we'll get a full entree of him all 82 games?
1: Nah, the latter. Or, or the sport. Wow. Four. Four. Yeah the one yeah. the one the one with him not playing a full 82 that one
0: <laughs> wow I, is that a good well, or bad move go. well, i mean how how do you do this with him with the nba marketing him as we speak and they're going to want him I to play mean,
1: i uh, they don't Spurs do don't care and, and to be fair nobody plays a full 82 game anyways <laughs> would you yeah. have like two this, would you have two this year one, mm-hmm. yeah, Bridges, yeah, Bridges, who played eighty-three because of the Brooklyn Phoenix trade. And was yeah. there anyone else? No, nope. I don't know. So, so let's set, let's set the number a little bit less because no one plays no one plays eighty-two. So, like, I guess sixty-five. We'll say sixty-five. Right, is that a better number? But
0: but but how do you how do you think that'll balance between his adjustment to the NBA style? Because there's a part of me, Casey, that says throw the kid in the fire let him sink or swim. You know, if he's all right. that, let's see it.
1: Well, it's going to be that. So,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, I want to see it, you know. And but if but it just so the, the, I think the Spurs are going to have to really balance this because he's fully aware, his camp is fully aware, you are aware I am. Everybody listening right now is players his size don't usually last long in the NBA. Or one injury and that's it. It's almost done. From Greg Olden right to right. Yao Ming to uh, you know Anthony Davis, look at him—he's you know Mr. Glass. You know the players that size and height don't last. So Casey, this leads leads the question: Is how delicate are they going to be with him? What are you expecting?
1: I am expecting them to treat him like a. Uh, I I don't think I I'm expecting them to treat them like you'd expect like you expect them to treat them I think that's the best way to put it and mm-hmm. and when you see a night when you see a 19 year old and all those things that you just said the prevailing thought is you're gonna want to protect them right mm-hmm. Yeah I think so and I think that's what they're gonna do I think that's what they're gonna do because there's no reason not to What's the why Why wouldn't you do that It's not like there's a massive incentive to win now to get him to play or anything Mm -hmm. like that. He's still going to be the guy. He's still going to get plenty. If he plays 65 games, he's still going to get plenty of, of, of a full taste of the NBA right there. I don't, I don't think that's neglecting him or, you know, hiding him from anything else, but I think they're going to be careful because they have to be careful. They have to be. Why would you not, why would, why would you want to, run that into the ground right off the bat it makes no sense i mean this is their prized, their, their most prized asset that they've had in almost 30 years now you're not they're not going to get cute with it they're they're going to treat that and with the no sense of urgency they're not going to get cute with it and and they're going to be careful and then if it means that they do rest him off the second of a back-to-back every now and then i wouldn't be surprised because what's the what, what's the urgency? There is
0: no urgency. There's no well, urgency. I, I I think there could be some pushback as the season moves on. If right. everybody sees that, you're going to see it from their moneymaker right now that are ticket sales. I mean, ticket sales are going through the roof right now. Yeah, and right. you're going to probably see some pushback from fans saying, I flew all the way in from France to watch Wimby play. And I can't because he's being load managed. You're going to have season ticket uh, people in San Antonio saying, I bought season tickets of Wimby, but apparently my 20 game pack now allows me to only see him eight, 10 times. I mean, you, I think the sport's got to be aware of that. Casey, your thoughts hey i want to talk to you about price picks hey did you know there's a million dollar daily super flex promotion going on right now throughout the nba playoffs and finals every day of the nba playoffs and finals one price pick user will get a chance to become a millionaire you just got to place one entry after 8 a.m eastern standard time to be randomly selected each day whoever placed that entry will then be given a six pick flex with the following payouts six correct picks equals a million five correct picks equals eighty thousand Four correct picks equals $16,000. You can go and check it out at pricepicks.com slash milling. You must opt in at this link to be eligible for the million-dollar entry. Once you opt in, all you got to do is play the game like normal, and you could be the lucky winner. Hey, but overall, you got to try price picks. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. They got projections on any sport that you watch, NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, Euro basketball, cricket, MMA, disc golf, boxing, and so much more. Fun and easy to use. Safe, fast withdrawals. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Operational over 30 states and in Canada. Download the PricePix app or go to PricePix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users get themselves a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. If you deposit 100, PricePix gives you 100. If you deposit $50, PricePix gives you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code LOCKEDON and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. That's a question you should ask yourself, Megatron.
1: Oh, I mean, that's the NBA in 2023. Yeah, well, like that, that's, that's what it is. It's, I don't want to say buyer beware, because I think that's a little bit strong, but we live in a climate mm-hmm. where superstars get rested. Superstars don't play every single day. And if it means that you have somebody flying in from wherever, to go check it out well sorry you picked the wrong day to come out it, it, it seems like the nba is is eyeing everyone to have to not play fewer than what was it 60 games that they said on on the mm-hmm. on the new cba to keep them you know fewer than six uh, what is it 60 games the number minimum you need to play to in order to be eligible for awards is that what the number
0: is Yeah. It's 65. Either way. Yeah. Either way,
1: like three quarters of the game. So clearly the NBA in a perfect world, you'd like to have these guys out there every single night, but it's not possible one. And number two, it's just the climate of the league. And, Mm. and it's, it, 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 does, it, it comes with, this is not anything foreign as to what's happening right now it. And, you think about the way it's been in San Antonio for us this mm-hmm. past year. I mean, we had Steph Curry load managed twice. We had Giannis load managed when he was here. This is, this is part of the norm. And so what do the Spurs fans do? It's like, okay, yeah, we're annoyed. Well, you know what? Tough. Can't do anything about it. Can't do anything about it. Yeah. The Bucs don't care about your feelings. The Bucks are trying to win a championship just like mm-hmm. just like in a couple months when you have the spurs flying out to i don't know Minnesota or something like that and they rest them, and then there's the fans going out to see him well sorry we don't care about your feelings we're trying to win a yeah. championship in a couple of years and keep our billion, you know billion dollar asset essentially healthy and, Basically, and, and yeah.
0: yeah we don't care about little johnny's feelings Oh, man, that's that. that's that, that's still tough, though. I mean, that's still a bad place to be if you're the Spurs. You got ticket sales. You got the health of their billion-dollar assets, you mentioned. You got the NBA that's probably going to market the you-know-what out of him the moment he puts on that draft day cap.
1: Yeah, um, but but I don't – honestly, I don't think I, – I think the NBA has accepted that, though.
0: You really think games. so? They're, they, they're broadcasting yeah. his French his French games – Throughout his entire season, he's not in the NBA. I think so, they'll okay. have an issue so, with that.
1: I mean, in a perfect world, yeah, but you know, there's a perfect world, and then there's the realistic world that we're in, and the perfect world in 2023 NBA doesn't exist. It just doesn't mm-hmm. exist anymore. You know, you know, he's not going to play 82 games.
0: No, I know that. He, I, I know that yeah, not even. Like, so,
1: yeah, but so like, what's what in your mind? Like, what's the ideal number?
0: I would like to see make everyone happy. Ooh. Marquee games. Well, I think every game is right. going to be a marquee game with him because he, yeah, I mean, you look at the national media, and I'm not exaggerating. Certainly in the first year. Certainly in this first yeah, year. Yeah, in, in the first year and the national media, and I'm not making this up, Casey. I'm pretty sure you've seen it. they you know, your ESPN's, uh, NBA writers, your NBA.com writers and TV personalities are all but saying they're moving to San Antonio. They literally are saying this, that they're moving to San Antonio, looking for temporary housing. They even joked about how many Ubers they're going to take because of him. So if you got that yep. aspect of it, um, so you got this influx of of media coming into San Antonio. I mean, this first joke, I, I don't know if you were on the call. First, but, don't care and, about the media. Well, you know exactly. That. So okay. they won't care. Yeah. You know, but yeah. One thing I, I don't do care, care about I, Brian
1: Winhorse's Uber expenses coming from downtown right. to the AT and Center.
0: <laughs> like, right. But whatever. I you know, but, but the, the idea and like the notion that more than likely he's gonna be load managed like crazy in his opening uh season as an NBA uh pro player, you know, right. likely is going to ruffle feathers. I would you be I don't think anybody would be shocked if the NBA finds the Spurs for load managing him. Do you think they would? I don't like, because I I don't.
1: Okay. what's the difference? Have they fined like anyone? Did? What was the only fine this year was given to the the Mavericks
0: for trying to tank the game? Was that the only one that was given this year? Yeah, but, but they did I'm that stupid. That's when Jason Kidd just openly opened his mouth and said, "Yeah, we said everybody to tank." Yeah, yeah. They're not.
1: They're not going. The Spurs aren't going to get fined
0: because okay. they don't
1: find anyone. Else. They don't find anyone else. So why would they suddenly find the Spurs?
0: Right. Yeah. Nobody got. I mean, fined. I, look, Nobody look, got, got
1: fined this year.
0: Yeah. Look, I, you know, it, it's a delicate balance because you know, from the NBA marketing side of things to the fan expectations to ticket sales. And then there's him. And ultimately he is going to win out. He is going to, you know, basically whatever Wimby wants, Wimby's going to get. And if, if he just sneezes, I bet it's, Oh, you're done. You're done. You're not playing. You you know, you're out, you know, you sit down, you know, uh, I, I just, you know, it's going to suck. You know, for those that are scooping up uh, season tickets right now, it's really going to suck for them. And especially if they get that's a package. That's maybe. just the way it is. Yeah, that's just oh, the way it is. Man, you know? It's just really the it. way it is. No, just I know. I know. Yeah. It's just a shame. It's just a shame. I'm old school. I, You know, the new school kids, you know, are used to the load managing. I came from back when Jordan, when Kobe and Shaq and everybody and Carmelo were playing all 82. So. As, well, at least as close it, as they can, but... You saw what Kobe the,
1: looked like at the end of his career because he didn't... Well, and and that's not entirely true because Kobe, it's what he... I mean, the last I mean, two years, yeah, I mean, it, it was a, hurt. But there you are. saw what Kobe looked like. Yeah, I mean, you saw what Kobe... There's the infamous picture of him sitting on the bench last year and next to last year with his knees wrapped, his shoulder yeah, wrapped. I with that, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember <laughs> like, that, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. You know, look, and then there comes him, Wimby himself, you know, having to fill yeah. out He's going to have to fill out. And I know there's articles out there where his French crew slash personal trainers are not putting him on a muscle gaining type of program. Right. But but that has to change, especially when you got, he's going to go against the Jokers and beads Giannis. Look at Giannis. Giannis looked almost like Wimby. And now look at him now. He looks like a freaking nature with all the muscle he added. That is right. going to have to happen. Isn't it Casey?
1: But is it though? Because like, I look at, I look, at, initially I was more of your thought process. It's like take home boy to what a burger. Like, yeah. Twice fill them a up. Yeah. Yeah. But like I watch him and Giannis is what people look at immediately. And they try to parallel with Giannis being, you know, weighing a hundred fit, not not 150 pounds, but you know, being guess, super yeah. thin. Yeah. Super thin coming in. But I don't, the the reason I say I don't think it's important. I don't. I, I don't think it's important to put an inordinate amount of weight on him, comparatively speaking to Giannis, because mm-hmm. I think their games are different. Giannis is not much of a not much finesse. He's just pure athleticism, almost kind of a brute who could do whatever just do whatever. It, but he's not. He's not necessarily a finesse type of guy. I talk about Giannis? Giannis. Yeah, okay, Giannis. I look at one Banyama, and I'm like, shouldn't the parallel be more uh, to make him kind of that build of Durant? Because he's a little bit more finesse. He plays he a little... Does,
0: but he does play at the rim, though. I, I think that might be well, a that's what that ma- That's to... what makes him a freak of nature. Because... Yeah. He can play in the paint fine. He can play in the perimeter fine. He can play face-up game fine. He can play a back-to-the-basket game fine. So yeah. I think there's going to have to be that delicate balance, and that's where perhaps load management comes in. Perhaps, uh, you know, you know what's he's going to – go ahead.
1: Uh, I was going to say, you know it's going to be interesting? I wouldn't be surprised if you see him and Collins on the floor a lot at the same time just to not have him – be those defensive assignments on Embiid, on oh, for sure. Jokic. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if if you see that a lot. Yeah, and yeah,
0: you know, to yeah, you're but, you're gonna see but, Charles Bassey there with him as well, and if he's around, Gorgie Dang taking the punishment.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Wemby play a lot of four minutes this year. Pop might not have been kidding. You know, we all just kind of did a collective eye roll at the end of the season when he said Zach Collins is going to be the starting center, but. He might not have been kidding. Either they're thinking that all right, Collin's going to be our five. We're going to mm-hmm. play Wemby essentially at the four defensively. Not put him on the bruising bigs. I mean, yeah, it could be, could
0: be, could be. <laughs> Hey, I want to talk to you about Mudslingers, the best place in San Antonio to get yourself a good pick me up. So, if you stayed up late and if you need that pick me up, then look over to the Mudslingers Drive Through Coffee. Mudslingers is locally owned and an independent coffee shop, and they're proud to make delicious coffee for our community. They do it fast and friendly, so you get on with your day. Whether you're in the mood for a latte, cold brew, or a Red Bull infused lightning bolt, they got drinks for every taste. Over 305 star reviews cannot be wrong. They also have a wide selection of dairy alternatives low-calorie options, and even caffeine-free drinks for when you want to take it easy. They also have the OGOJ. So you're probably thinking, like, what is that? Well, if you remember back in the day, the old Ingram Park Mall, Windsor Park Mall, South Park Mall, when they had that Orange Julius stand, now it's gone. But you can get it back. They are currently having it over at Mud Slingers. So just go to the window, look at the menu. If it's not there, ask for the OGOJ. I'm proud to say that I had a big hand in that. Yes, I was allowed to name it, and I actually inspired Musclingers to create it. Once again, ask for the OGOJ. And you'll be walking back in Ingle Park Mall and going to B Dalton book that was right below it with a nice OGOJ in hand. So go to Muslingers drive Through Coffee right now for a tasty and convenient caffeine fix. They are at 2404 Thousand Oaks Drive near 21 at 1604. Open every day from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Also, go by and say happy birthday. They're celebrating their anniversary. So you can go and find them on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at at MudslingerSTX. That's M-U-D-S-L-I-N-G-E-R-S-T-X. Life is too short for bland coffee. He is Casey Vieira, my colleague at Ken's 5 TV. He's on the sports desk every weekend. And uh, he'll definitely be telling you all things Wimby. As things are about to change in San Antonio for the good, with Wimbayana on his way. It, it, you know, just to wrap up this uh, little management talk here, you know, he does have a history of injuries. I think that's kind of been swept under the rug with all the hype. You know, he has broken his leg before, he has dealt with leg and back injuries before. That's not really spoken about. He's Brian. obviously. Um, he has this incredible pregame warm up that everybody hovers to check out. It's incredible. I don't know if there's video of it. if you ever seen it? It's just a very They say it's the long, yeah.
1: along the lines of the graffiti batting practice, Steph Curry yeah. game routine yeah. type of thing. I haven't seen it yet, but that's I've heard yeah. the same thing. Too, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, a lot of rubber bands, a lot of like these. Remember the, I don't know, maybe, I'm going to date myself here. Remember the introduction of the Flintstones when Fred Flintstone does a twinkle-toes bowling uh, approach? I mean, there's that. He does like these little twinkle-toes things, and he does a lot of the stretching. But the point is, is that you may see that amped up because, you know, the feet are an issue with big men his size, uh, David Robinson. What cut his career short was the back injuries. He never had really bad feet or leg injuries. He had bad back injuries from the pounding he took, right. and that's where right. he got his short his career short. So they're going to be. So now, you look at what he went through before coming to the NBA: leg, back issues, broken femur already, and that gives me cause to pause. And I'm like, okay, Spurs, we know y'all are the best. Allegedly, the best in the business when it comes to taking care of players' health. Let's see you do that, and that's gonna to lend to perhaps some seeing him sit on the bench and being load managed uh, do you throughout yeah, the season. I don't
1: think I really just kind of got the bow you know put a bow on this your prevailing thought do you think they should load manage him? Yes, I think they should okay I just want i just that's what I thought I just wanted to yeah. –
0: hear it i, I yeah. i'm just speaking it from the fans point of view where if you're the season ticket holder and you're going to bring your son and daughter to go watch wimby play and this is their this is their budding dynasty crossing fingers as we went through with timmy and and so on david and so on gervin and so on and then to see this new prevailing windows trying to load manage everybody that just sucks for them that just Sorry,
1: sucks. little Johnny. Welcome to the NBA in 2023. You'll get over it. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> but, hey,
0: but speaking of uh, Wimbayana and uh, getting him ready for the NBA, there's also getting the roster ready. And if you look at the roster right now, Casey, the big issue is point guard. You're probably thinking, what do you mean point guard? Trey Jones is here. and Trey Jones is good. There's no doubt about it. He is a good, solid, reliable NBA player, uh, point guard. But he's not it, though. He's not exactly what the Spurs need. The Spurs need this dynamic type of point guard that can score like crazy and facilitate, and which Trey Jones can, but Trey Jones is a little undersized. Right. Um, i got to ask you, with the next phase of the rebuild, is going to be making a roster that fits well around Wimbayana. Is it time to part with Trey Jones, relegate him to a different role, or just trade him? I mean, it it looks like that's going to be a big question as the roster starts to build out. I mean,
1: I I don't, on the surface level, on the surface level, the type of player that that he is, what he does, I don't think you move him. I don't don't think you move him. I I think he's decent enough for where you're at as a franchise for what you want to do. I don't Mm -hmm. think you move him. Now, if you look at it, though, from the Spurs point, if I'm looking at it as if I'm, I'm Brian Wright, then I see any piece on this team right now that you don't feel like is a fit, but you can maximize your value on said piece, regardless of who it is. Because I think everyone, everyone aside from Big Fella, is up for grabs with the sole intent, of course, of working mm-hmm. around him. And if they don't think Trey, would work around him then pray thank you for your service past few years enjoy mm-hmm. minnesota or wherever right yeah, yeah i'm just saying yeah for the sake of the conversation mm-hmm. uh but the good thing about trey jones game i feel like yeah he probably should be a better jump shooter especially from three mm-hmm. but i feel like schematically he has the type of game that fits a lot of systems for what he does realistically outside of Tan- mm-hmm. outside of San Antonio Trey Jones is a is a good backup point guard he's starting here mm-hmm. but probably on 26 other nba teams he's not the starting point guard he's a good top 7 8 rotational guy and i think regardless of where you put him he'll do that anyways cuz i think his game translates very very well mm-hmm. you're just not you're just not that's just not the guy you want to give 35 minutes a night to as your mm-hmm. starting point guard. But I I don't think for the sake of just moving him just because I don't see the point of that. If you're the Spurs if you're the Spurs, especially when right now he's your best option too. I mean, for yeah. being honest, well, he's, well he's if, you, if, you, if you look option, at the uh, yeah. free
0: agent, if you look at the free agent pool, you know, Fred Van Vliet is out there.
1: That's really and Spurs got one. cash
0: in it. Spurs got cash and money and picks if they want to talk business with Toronto, Mm -hmm. if they want to go that route, sign and trade, whatever Toronto wants to do, you you know, so they can talk, they can talk business. They, they, they got the assets to do it. And that comes to a good point, you know, with all this asset that they still, they can afford. I use Toronto, for example, if Toronto wants to do a sign and trade, they said, give us two first rounds. Okay. It's not going to hurt them because they got how many 11 or something like that, like 11 or nine or 12. Well, thank you. Yeah, jeez. So okay, sure. Here you go. There's gonna, yeah. I mean,
1: there's gonna be a move because you can't draft twelve. For, you can't draft yeah. twelve guys. You just can't. So there's gonna be a move at some point. Uh, I, I, I mean, could see a scenario where one of the protected Atlanta ones. Well, actually, mm-hmm. only one of them was protected. But you know, the protected Boston one or the protected Bulls one. That's mm-hmm. not going to be a lottery pick if it means you get Fred VanVleet. I could, yeah, I agree with you. I think that could happen. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, look. It's no knock on Trey Jones, you know. He's a solid player, you know. He, in my opinion, one of the most improved players from last season, and it does it all. But considering you know the NBA is a scoring guard as well, with your Damian Lillard's or Fred Van VanVleet's or Steph Curry's, uh, and so forth and so mo- uh, so forth. Yeah, I mean, I think that the Spurs need that. I think it'll benefit Wemby as well. I mean, having that perimeter threat is going to just do wonders for him if he decides to play in the paint. And that's the thing about Wimby; he's just a freaking nature. Right? If if he can play on the in the in the paint, because he also dribble and take you off the dribble, face up off the dribble, not back to the basket dribble, like one on one, just going to the rim. He can do that. So, you know, there's still those question marks. You know, trade and if Trey Jones is a, a restricted free agent. So, I I think the Spurs will match if he does get an offer. They have the money to do it. Unless it's some ridiculous offer that you, that you give that another team's going to give him. I don't see them matching something crazy. But then again, I don't see Trey Jones demanding that type of money. Um, or at least Sorry. the market not saying that he is mere max player or nothing like that. Um, yeah, but. Am I missing something here, Casey? Do you think it's just the point guard spot the Spurs the Spurs need to get to start surrounding Wemby with a solid roster? That's a good question.
1: Um,
0: I I think they need to add more veterans. I think that's something. Yeah, to, I, yeah, I
1: I I think I agree with that. I think I agree with that. Yeah, you know whether they they. Bring back Trey Jones at that reasonable price and move him during the middle of the season to do something. Or that, like you said, I think Trey Jones is, is gonna. I, I think whatever he gets offered, I think it'll be something reasonable for the Spurs to match. Mm-hmm. But hey, you know what? From their perspective, they might view Trey Jones as a veteran. All right, that's true. Yeah, they might view. I, think- it, I mean, the, uh, on the on the surface, a guy who's only been in the league a handful of years.
0: I mean, yeah, by but definition, they, he is a veteran, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, they, hey, listen, remember, what was it, two, three years ago now, where they brought back Brent Forbes, and we're I all like, that, yeah. yeah, we're like, why? They're like, oh, he's a system guy who knows the system can help. And Trey Jones is better than Brent Forbes was. So I could see them having the viewpoint of that.
0: Hey, Brent Forbes is a free agent, but I don't know if they want to touch him after what happened with Primo. I don't think Bryn Forbes is
1: going to be employed anywhere in the NBA anytime soon. <laughs>
0: yikes. Yikes. Japan, oh. going to go join Dwight Howard in the China. Oh. China. China. Yeah. Oh, what a bear.
1: mess. What a mess.
0: I know, but look, you know, circling back to Wimayana and the Spurs and, you know, this a, these are good problems to have. You know, oh, no, we have to load manage a generational player. Not that in San Antonio. Uh, right. You know. Trey Jones is your quote unquote best option at point guard right now. Oh, poor Spurs. You know, he only had career highs last season. So, yeah. You know, these are good things, but it's all about Wimby and getting that roster perfect for him. It's, in think- my opinion, Casey, it's almost, it's, I feel like as of this recording, the roster is almost good to go if you build around him. Like, I think it's right there.
1: Well, you know what? I that, that, you kind of just answered the question that I had to okay. ask you was, do you think anyone on this roster right now is, I don't want to say, what's, what's one step below untouchable? Because I think there's only a handful of untouchable guys. In the uh,
0: high price, but high price.
1: Yeah. Do you do you think there's any guy on this roster that they really, really, really hesitate Parting ways with.
0: I think Devin and Jeremy.
1: I think so too. Those were the two I was gonna say. Yeah. I two. think I I and this is another lockdown because this is a very deep topic, but I, I think they probably view Calvin as expendable.
0: I think they view him the way they view DeJounte. You yeah. know, a, a piece if they need if if it ain't just working, like for some reason the roster ain't working or something's not clicking. And they need to make a major shakeup. He is their biggest uh, tool to use in a, in a good in a good trade that'll get things right. Um, chemistry, that definitely will get
1: you the best. Re- yeah, that will get you yeah. the best return. I think it's eerily similar. Too,
0: yeah, it's ir- I, eerily similar to how they is. treated Derek and Dejounte.
1: Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> we're on the same page with that. Yeah, yeah. we're on the same. Because I was thinking, I was thinking the the basically the same thing. Oh. I think it's kind of it's kind of interesting when you look at Keldon Johnson and Devin Vassell because isn't this really starting to mirror what we saw with mm-hmm. Dejounte and Derek White for yep, so long?
0: Exactly. It's, and and it's don't like forget Lonnie guys, Walker too.
1: right. Yeah. Well, yeah. with Dejounte and Derek White, I mean, the thing that we were talking about all the time was they're going to have to split them up because your two best players can't be the same guys who play largely the same game is very similar game yeah, games. yeah. yeah and, and the same position and the same that's right at the at the same position and while i think there's a little bit more diversity in in kelvin johnson and devin bassell's game there also are a lot of similarities mm-hmm. and i could totally see a world where after this season they kind of find they have kind of i don't want to say back them for the sake of the conversation i don't want to say back into the corner but back themselves into a corner a little bit where it's like all right well now we have a little, especially especially with Sohan too. Yeah, we've kind of we we have we have three of these guys. We're thin at point guard. We're moving one of them for a point guard. Mm-hmm. I could totally see that as a scenario.
0: Absolutely, I'm right there with you. And 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 the thing about it too is that if they're in that corner, and if somebody's asking for a bit of a pri- like a high price to make a deal. Uh, you know, they can afford that with the cash they have, the picks they have, the players. I mean, yeah. For, you know, you need an expiring contract, you know, I'm uh, making this up Orlando in our deal. Then here, here's Doug McDermott. Yeah, that'll get some money off your books too. You, you, yeah. you know, they just have that luxury now. And that's why I really believe that uh, the rebuild is going to be accelerated like 10 times 10 now, times 10. I mean, they can make moves Should in, they choose? on the fly.
1: Yeah, that's the odd luxury that they have because mm-hmm. should they choose to do that, there's a world where they can. Should they decide that they want to have this team grow in a, mm-hmm. a reason in a reasonable sense of of having them, you know, if not with the full intent of winning games, a reasonable mm-hmm. rational defense of it, they can do that. Yeah, it's a, you don't see you don't see this position for teams a lot. No, you don't. I mean, maybe maybe oklahoma city last year yeah the the
0: maybe. closest the closest team that i can think of that had this luxury is maybe boston when David, that's true danny that's ainge true. would yeah and that's really the year they, uh yeah
1: right 2018 where they lost mm-hmm. the Cavs and the, and the
0: that's, yeah you
1: know that's, it.
0: that's true mm-hmm. that's the one yeah is boston boston is the perfect example of what they can do with bringing in kevin garnett and then the, the, you know, bringing in Ray Allen and that that team they had. Oh,
1: so you're thinking even further back.
0: Yeah, thinking further back. I mean, they, they've had it for a while, then it kind of fell apart, but but it did. I mean, it did bring up, you know, for them, Tatum and Brown. So there's that. So they're right. fine. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I think the Spurs, I want to say could mirror Boston, but th- that's more of the loose blueprint they could probably do and, and do it better than what Boston did. Because right. Any agency refused to trade anything. When they, they could have kept that dynasty going or make a dynasty. He just was, wouldn't budge.
1: And it's, I think ironic, Wright... because it's ironic because right now, without all that, this is the best chance they've had to win a championship. Mm-hmm. They had those, they had all those picks for so long. And, yep. you know, it was Davis, they thought for a while and, mm-hmm. and Duran. And now by not doing anything with them, i not, I don't want to say not doing anything. To win a championship now than they ever were.
0: Go figure. With Danny Brick.
1: with yeah, go
0: figure. Go figure. figure. <laughs> go figure. <laughs> he is Casey Vieira. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at Casey underscore Vieira. And he's taking care of you on the T V side of things. And yes, Kens Five will be covering all things win banyama from uh you know, my article right now that's up on kens Five dot com slash Spurs, Tony Parker weighing in. Uh even on the good news side, bro. Even don't don't neglect the news side. Or I'm not. I'm not. I, I, I was going to start off with the digital side, then move to the news side because I'm going to let you go yeah. before I right up. But on the digital uh, side first, yeah, you can see about Tony Parker, Wimbyana, and his his thoughts about him coming to San Antonio. He said it was destiny. Find out what he had to say at kinsfight slash Spurs, and also on the TV side, where uh, Casey Vero will have you covered for all things um, Wimby and uh you guys got i think you had like your video at the bar where they won it all that was a crazy video
1: us and petrini those two videos blew up
0: yeah yeah well i mean mean...
1: this is a story for another day because i know we're against the clock we're literally sitting in a car my car putting all this stuff together because i have a live shot at at the end and petrini sitting next to me he's like yo this tweet's doing numbers i'm like okay whatever and so I tweet my video, and all of a sudden, my video starts doing numbers, not like Piccardini's <laughs> numbers. And next thing you know, we're sitting there in my car putting all this content together, and our phones are just like blowing up. We're like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Wemby should have
0: Yeah, the, the Wemby effect right now. We're feeling it. everybody, all of San Antonio is feeling it right now. Again, follow Casey on Twitter at Casey underscore Vieira. You'll have all things Wemby free on the TV side at Ken 5TV. Uh, on the weekends and much much more hey thanks for making lockdown spurs your first listen each and every day free and available wherever you get podcasts so for casey vieira i am jeff garcia we're gonna put a lock on this episode of lockdown spurs